What's up guys, it's Arv, and this is Arsh, and welcome or welcome back to the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. We have a great show lined up for you guys today, but we're going to kick off the episode talking about Danny Ainge retiring from being the GM of the Boston Celtics. So we're going to switch it up a little bit. I'm actually going to go first, Arv. I want to give my take first. So Danny Ainge, as a Celtics fan, I'm extremely sad to see Danny Ainge go. He swung in total, he had 66 trades in only 18 years with the Boston Celtics front office, which if you ask me is incredible. That's not even including the next trade. That was absolutely in- incredible. And he earned the nickname Trader Danny just because of how good he's been at pulling off trades and essentially finessing other teams. Um, he, like I said, he got the Nets trade, amazing stuff for essentially nothing. Um, the players for the Celtics actually started not trusting Danny Ainge just because they never knew if they would actually get traded because their contract was never secure due to the fact that he constantly was trading people. But he was still an amazing GM. Brad Stevens got promoted in his place. So they are currently looking for a coach, which I think that, um, Brad Stevens should have stayed coach and they should have looked for a new GM. But all in all, this was, I think Danny Ainge had an amazing, amazing career. I think he could come back in retirement if he wanted to, if a team really wanted him to. Um, But he's just such a great and persuasive person. It's incredible to have him as a GM. And as a Celtics fan, I can tell you firsthand, I I would say that we were extremely lucky to have him as our GM. So hopefully he has a great time in retirement and he definitely deserves all of all the success and everything that he's gotten through his years since 2003 and taking the job with the Celtics. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with you a lot. He, like you said, he was probably the best NBA GM at trading ever. No, 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 that is not true. That I, There's no way that's true. I would say, well, who else would you pick instead of Danny Ainge? Well, Danny Ainge is, I would say Danny Ainge is a very persuasive guy, but I wouldn't say that that's why he's the best trader all time. I would, I would say all time. And the reason I say this, he, he's just, he's been nothing but good for the Celtics. And it's, he, I believe he could have worked for the Celtics if he stayed alive for the next 50 years. And the Celtics would not fire him because he's just that good of a GM. I, you said that he might come out of retirement. I don't think it's going to happen. I said potentially if a yeah, team really needs him. But I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but it would, I really hope that he has a good, uh, he has a good career in outside of basketball, being a basketball GM. But I think, when I think of Danny Ainge, I think of one of the best uh, all-time GMs ever. Like, he was an all-time I agree. He was very, very good, yes. So, um, congrats to him on retirement. And uh, we, me and Arav, are wishing him success in the years to come. But I, before we end the segment, I just want to say, what do you, well, being such a good GM, yes, it benefits your team sometimes. But it also mistrusts your makes your players not trust you. So, which if you were a player or if you were an organization, which would you which would you rather have? Would you rather have a very very good GM or a very very good GM, but the players that play for the organization don't trust your team? Well, look what happened when Danny Ainge was the GM. They won championships, and even though the players didn't trust him, the good ones knew that they weren't going to get traded most likely. And the worst ones knew that, okay, I have a chance to be on the, a really, really good team. I don't think the reason 
I don't think his the players not trusting him. I wouldn't say they didn't trust him. I'd say they didn't trust him as much as some other GMs. But there was not like a bond where they were like, okay, like they didn't want to be with him. He was a great GM, and to be honest, team was an honor because you saw how good he was as a GM. Yeah, I just want to add one thing, one other thing. Jason Tatum, he's performing like a superstar level right now. But if you think the Celtics had the number one pick in 2017 when Jason Tatum was in the draft, they actually traded back, which was a genius move by him. I think anyone that is an NBA fan will tell you that. Genius move by Danny Ainge to move from one to three, let the 76ers take Martel Fultz, yeah. let let Lonzo Ball go number two, and you still have Jason Tatum at number three, which is who they said they were going to take anyway. That goes, and that has gone down as one of the biggest draft trades ever because the two picks before them were bust compared to... Oh, well, sort of bust. You can't consider Lonzo a bust or Markel Fultz a bust yet. Com- uh, well, bust compared to Jason Tatum. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, I agree. But Danny Inch, all in all, a very, very good GM. Um, we'll see what, what happens in the future years. But congrats to him on retirement. Hopefully, like we always say, he has a great retirement. With fantasy football rapidly approaching, Arv and I are going to give you our top position rankings for 2021 to 2022, starting with quarterback. So, I'm going to start number one quarterback. Obviously, I don't think there's any dispute here unless you're playing in a non-regular type of league. Patrick Mahomes, number one Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. What? What do you mean, what? Who do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to get the most fantasy points? Yeah, who do you have? I'll tell you my point. Okay, by Patrick Mahomes, he has Tyreek Hill, even though he lost... um, Sammy Watkins, he still has Michael Hardman, Demarcus Robinson. He has almost all of the Legion of Zoom, and he has um, Travis Kelsey, one, arguably the best tight end in the NFL. Um, I'm just going to do top five. We're going to do top five for every position except for defense and kicker. So number two, Aaron Rodgers, very, very good player. I think it his status would change if he is traded higher or lower. I, I think it's really hard to go higher than Patrick Mahomes, but it's his status still could change depending on the trade and depending on the moves Green Bay makes um, potentially for Julio Jones too. Number three, Josh Allen. Very, very good quarterback. We saw what he did last year. Took huge steps. He had 10 touchdowns, then t- 10 in his first year, 20 in his sophomore, and then 40 last year. So by that rate, he's going at 80 touchdowns this year. Obviously not realistic, but I'm just saying that would be pretty funny. Um, I just want to point that out. But he has Stefan Diggs, now a top five wide receiver in my opinion. And he was able to take that next step. And he has the running ability too. So I see him number three. Number four, Russell Wilson. He just needed protection. Most sacked quarterback in 2021 or last season um, because of the offensive line. George Fant was kind of the only person there. And he didn't really help that much. And I, I believe he was injured as well. But he has an amazing receiving court. Chris Carson is not a bad running back either. So... I think Russell Wilson is a top five quarterback. Number five, this is also incredibly, this could be changed a lot. Number five, Deshaun Watson. Um, very, uh, he had the worst, they had the uh, one of the worst records in the NFL last well, year. Well, Deshaun Watson even going to play. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying if he plays. I'm saying as if they play. Like even Aaron Rodgers could not play. Could No, I mean like play. with all the issues that are surrounding Deshaun Watson, he might be like banned for like a few games. I know. I'm just saying that if he plays the full schedule. I mean, because we don't know what's going to happen, so I can't predict that. But I have Deshaun Watson. He 
was he had MVP numbers over four thousand yards. He had a um a very a boatload of touchdowns, like very very much. So the, he's just an amazing quarterback. And if they have Brandon Cooks now, who I'm gonna highlight later a little bit later, who's their number one wide receiver. Um, but I think he's a very very good quarterback still. So I have him at five. Some just misses. I have Tom Brady just missing Lamar Jackson just because of his running ability, which is a cheat code in fantasy. Um, and Justin Herbert, but a steal I would say is Jalen Hurts. Um, again, running quarterbacks are cheat codes. Cowboys defense not that good. Giants defense are they're pretty good. Um, um, and then the um, the and then the um Washington football team defense obviously very good. But Jalen Hurts was able to tear apart the Saints. So if you get him in late rounds, I would be extremely happy with that. Okay, so for quarterbacks. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start with Josh Allen at number one. Yeah, because what his he like you said his touchdown. He's he has Stefan Diggs. They had a good draft, so he's gonna have his de- defense plays pretty well. So really, there's no point. Why not? Because the team that he plays with and that and the year that he had last year proves that this guy can do this. He is good enough to do this, and if I were you, I would definitely take him first as a first quarterback, not because he's the best quarterback here. That's not true. That's Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, but because he's... But you're talking about in terms of fantasy points. Yes. I think you said this in an earlier episode, too, about Josh Allen being not being the best quarterback, but fantasy best fantasy quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, I think we were arguing about that in an earlier episode. Um, And then go down the list. Okay, and then second, I'm going to have to go Patrick Mahomes. I don't really think I need to explain this. Yeah, that's self-explanatory. Yeah. Okay, number three, I actually have, and this might come as a shocker to some people, I've got Tom Brady. That's, I don't think that's a shock to many people just because of his GOAT, just because he's the GOAT. But. Not because he's the GOAT, but because how well he can play with the weapons he has. He was one of the top quarterbacks last year, but he went very unnoticed. The amount of weapons that he has is insane, and you can't guard all of them at the same time. So I'm gonna have to go with that because. But we've noticed that in the past, the top court, the top quarterbacks that end up like doing very well in fantasy are all running quarterbacks or mobile quarterbacks. So do you think that will well, affect him at Tom all? Tom Brady did well last year, so. I don't think it will affect them, but anyway, yeah, so um, my fourth quarterback is going to be Lamar Jackson. He he had an off year, yes, but what he did two years ago is... Unquestionable. Yeah, it's an MVP performance, and I can't give up on him this easily, but I might have to if he keeps playing like the way he did last year. Okay. And then, well, actually, a lot of people thought he did bad last year. He ended as the number eight quarterback in PPR, so he was just over. He was just everyone expected him to do so well, and then and when he started off the season, not that good. People just gave up on him, but he actually ended number eight in quarterback or in quarterback. So he wasn't that bad. I would yeah, say. but that isn't great for him. Yeah, and then your fifth one. Okay, and then my fifth pick is going to be uh, is um, Matthew Stafford. Not even Aaron Rodgers in your top five? Not even Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson? Well, actually, I'm going to change that. So, I'm going to put, okay, Josh Allen. Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, Josh Allen, Mahomes. Then I got 
Aaron Rodgers. No. I totally forgot about Aaron Rodgers. Wait, you changed, you're taking yeah, Tom Brady yeah. out of your theory? No. Yeah. Josh Allen, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and then I got to go Tom Brady. But so that's your final five. Yeah. Okay. But then okay. I, some people that you also might be able to get, uh, Matthew Stafford, because the way that... I don't get the hype around him. Everyone, I mean, a lot of mock drafts saying he's top 10 quarterback this year. I don't get it. He's not that good. Carson Wentz is better than him. Carson Wentz got severely undervalued in his trade. I don't know why everyone is saying Matthew Stafford is so good. I don't understand it. Because he is. He was he was very good in Detroit, but he didn't have any weapons. He, do you realize where he is now? I know, but I still don't understand it. He's not that great of a quarterback, and he's years removed from his prime. He is a great quarterback, and the reason I say this is the the stats prove it. We already went over these stats when we were talking about Carson Wentz versus Matthew Stafford. The stats prove that he is better than he's better than um everyone else that is competition, and he was good at Detroit. That's why the Rams traded for him. And now they have him with their weapons. It's going to be crazy to see what the Rams offense can do this year. Yeah, so those are our quarterbacks. Next, we're going to move on to our running backs, which my number one is Derrick Henry. So the, he was argue, he was last year, He was people were debating whether he should go number one or not. And there was actually some debate about Christian McCaffrey versus him. And I think he proved everyone wrong. He's easily everyone wrong. I wanted to take him number one in my draft because of that. Yeah, I actually took Dalvin Cook instead, which I ended up regretting because I lost to Derrick Henry in the playoffs. But Derrick Henry, he proved his status. No one can doubt it. 2K, 2,000 yards, in absolutely insane. He should have ended top five in MVP voting. Very, very good player. I think it's undisputed, number one. I mean, you could arguably have CMC, depending on if you're, like, focusing on a PPR league. But I have CMC in my top five regardless. But Derrick Henry's just so overpowered. Like, you can't even defend it. Second, okay, second and third are interchangeable, depending on PPR league. If you are playing in a PPR league, Alvin Kamara is number two because of his run and catching ability. I mean, that I would put him at three. Even a li- I would still put him at three in PPR leagues just because they don't have Drew Brees anymore and they have Taysom Hill who can also run. So his status might be hurt. So it depends. But Dalvin Cook, number three or two, and Alvin Kamara are interchangeable. I'm going to have Dalvin Cook at two just because even in PPR leagues, he can break away if he has even a tiny bit of space. He's gone. His footwork is insane. He, like, I mean, like, he's... He will at one point in the in the for a couple week for a couple week period, if he had not got hurt against the Seahawks, he would he was in the um, MVP conversation and he was the best running back at that time. So I have him at number two. Kamara Kamara is my three. Four I have CMC just because obviously I don't need to explain this. He's a very very good player. Two years ago we saw what he did. And last year, he would have done the same thing. He was hurt. The Panthers weren't that good. They didn't have a quarterback. Now they have um, they have Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not Teddy Bridgewater. They have Sam Donald, who I think is a step up from Teddy Bridgewater. So we'll see how that goes. I have him at four. And then running back is really close at five. I have a couple just misses. But five, I have Nick Chubb. He's unstoppable. He's sort of like Derrick Henry. A little Der- Not a little Derrick Henry, but a small downgrade from Derrick Henry. And he really put the Browns on his back in his rookie season and has continued that success. He, he lost, he didn't play six weeks last year 
If he gets those six weeks back this year, he'll be a force to be reckoned with. Um, and just misses, Saquon Barkley, he's usually in the top five. I usually have him at one or two or three, but his ACL injury was terrible. I can't trust that yet. Austin Eckler, because of his receiving back in PPR, he's absolutely incredible. And then Jonathan Taylor, I think I have him in my top 10 just because of what he did last year. And because Philip Rivers gone, they're probably going to trust him more running the ball. Okay, number one, I have Derrick Henry as well because he was a rushing leader. I wanted to take him number one overall last year, but I took CMC, and then I tried trading away CMC, but my the trade got vetoed by the league. So, I, and I knew CMC is going to get hurt. So, I, I, I'm going to keep CMC obviously in my top five, but not number one because he's not healthy. So, I'm going to go Derrick Henry. Then I'm going to go CMC if he stays healthy. That is key. He needs at two. At two. Yeah, at two. He needs to stay healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy, then he's not even on this list. Then third, I'm gonna go Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's very good. I think Alvin Kamara is a little overrated. He'll do very good this year. I just don't think he's good. Like, like he'll do good in fantasy this year. So. If I'm gonna rank, I'm doing it based off the people I think will do good, but and that like I like and things, but it would probably be number one Derrick Henry, number two CMC, number three Alvin Kamara, number four Dalvin Cook, and number five Nick. Actually, no, number five Barkley, because Barkley we haven't seen him in a few years, but he looks really good since last year. Yeah, and we look. It's. It's felt like a few years actually now. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's last year, like you're saying. It's felt like so long since we've last seen him. But if you remember when you last saw him, he was amazing. And I can't wait for him to get back. Uh, so my just misses are going to be Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, and actually DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift in your top five just missed? Yeah. I just, think just because of Jared Goff? No, I just think he's going to do very good. It has nothing to do with Jared Goff. I just think he's going to do very good. He had a breakout season last year as a rookie, and I think it's going to be even better this year. Okay, moving on to wide receiver. My number one is DeAndre Hopkins. Top two are really close and interchangeable. DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams. I have Devontae Adams at two because of the Aaron Rodgers situation, but DeAndre Hopkins at one just because of, well, obviously everyone knows him for the um, the miracle, the Hail Murray, but he's still a very, very good player nonetheless. So I have him at one, number two, Devontae Adams, I told, I just said, because of the Aaron Rodgers situation. Three, Stephon Diggs, what he was able to do with Josh Allen completely changed him. And they, I, they, they have a sort of run game, not really, but if the run game can get better, Stephon Diggs is going to improve so much because he was their only threat, and if they have a run game, there'll be two threats. So I have Stefan Diggs at three. Four, Tyree Kill. He's always in the top five because of his speed and because of Patrick Mahomes. So I have him at four. And then five was tough for me. I couldn't decide whether to put DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, or Michael Thomas. But the reason, because Michael Thomas had a bunch of personal issues last year as well as injuries. But I had him. I have him at five just because 
Again, two years ago, he was unstoppable. 193 targets, 120-plus catches that year. Drew Brees is gone, though, so I had to downgrade him from top three to five. Um, we can see how that still how that goes. He'll probably still run a bunch of slants and catch a bunch of um, short dinks and dacks, but he will get some slants and take them to the house and get a bunch of chunk, chunk yards on it. So I have him at five, and then DK at six, and Mike Evans at seven. They're just misses because of how good their quarterbacks are and obviously how good they are and the jump they had last year. I mean, Mike Evans has, oh, I think, six 1,000-yard seasons straight, and with Tom Brady, that's not going to change. So very, very good player. Yeah. So for wide receivers, I'm going to start with DeAndre Hopkins. D-Hop, I mean, you can't really dispute that. Number two, I'm going to, actually, no. Number one, I'm going to go Devontae Adams from what he did last year. Even with stays, the Aaron Rodgers situation? Yeah, if he just stays healthy, he'll be amazing. Number two, I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins. Number three, I've got Calvin Ridley. Cal oh, my God. Did I just hear, for like the fifth time on this podcast, Calvin Ridley is a top five wide receiver. Did I just hear that? Yeah, he did. I, I am saying uh, he is. I, you'll see. You'll I extremely see. disagree with and that. They have Kyle Pitts now. Even though they lose Julio Jones, they still have Kyle Pitts. Especially if they lose Julio Jones. You're going to see Calvin well, then you realize even well, well, more. Well, you realize that if they lose Julio Jones, the number one cornerback from the team is always on Calvin Ridley. So he might lose targets, right? You realize that? I guess, but still, I think, no, he's going to do great. Okay, number Even with four, Kyle, okay, I yes, extremely I, Okay, but I'm going to keep going, I'm gonna keep going on my list. Number four, I have Stefan Diggs, Bill's wide receiver. He did great. And number five, this might come as a shock to some people, but I've actually got the Rams. Like the Rams wide receivers, like the Rams wide receiving core. Okay, now you're making no sense. You have Calvert and Lee at three, and then you have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods at five. Yeah, I do, and because they have Matthew Stafford as their quarterback. Oh, so oh, so you're talking about like in terms because Matthew Stafford was a top five or a top ten quarterback that you have the wide receivers there. That's why. Yeah, no, I just think he, they're going to do good because they actually have a quarterback who can throw to them very well. Okay, at tight ends, number one, I said arguably the best tight end earlier. I'm going to say he is the best fantasy tight end. Travis Kelsey, number one, just because of how reliable he and Mahomes are. Number two, George Kittle. I would have him at one, and some people have him at one um, because of his explosiveness and his playmaking and his game. Um, but he's a he's the best blocker, the best tight end blocker in the league. But unfortunately, blocking does not count in fantasy. If it did, I would have him at number one. But George Kittle is too unreliable to have at number one. So I have him at two just because of how good he is and how... I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, that's... that. George Kittle is his safety blanket. And George Kittle is basically a big wide receiver. So I have him at two. Three, I have Darren Waller. Um, we saw what he did last year. Number two wide receiver um, because of uh, George Kittle got hurt. But Darren Waller is has turned into um, the number one target for Derek um, Carr. Uh, Darren Waller almost had 50 points in one of the final five games. In, in one of the final three or five games, I can't remember. It was one of the games. He almost had 50 points. And he's turned into a super reliable target for Derek Carr. So I have him at three. 
for Mark Andrews because of what Lamar Jackson, when he can't run, he, the first person he looks on his reads is Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, then Hollywood Brown, then Miles Boykin, Miles Boykin slash Willie Sneed, or his running back, or J.K. Dobbins, or Gus Edwards. So, it's again, safety blanket. Titans are safety blankets. If they're good safety blankets, you're going to have them in your top five. And number five, I'm so extremely disappointed that he did not make the Pro Bowl over Evan Ingram, Robert Tanyan. He had 13 touchdowns last year. Um, again, all the Green Bay Packers players can fluctuate in ranking because of Aaron Rodgers, but right now that's my list, Robert Tanyan at five. So Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Andrew Tanyan in that order. Okay, I've got Kelsey at number one. He's the best tight end. Number two, I've got Darren Waller because George Kittle was underplayed a lot last year. Number three, I've got Robert Tanyan. Same reason for George Kittle. Number four, I've got to go to George Kittle. And then number wait, five... Wait, wait, wait. So you put Tanyan in front of Kittle? Yes. At least... For, Why? Based on Why? Explain year, that a little bit more. I could, I'm doing it based on last year, but for this year, it's probably... if Saying that they all stay healthy, it would be Kelsey, then it would be Waller. No, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Tanyan, and then probably Higby, right? Hig oh, because you're going the Rams theme still. No, but still. Actually, no, Gusecki. Yeah, I, I know Gusecki. Because yeah. this, the, Tua has been insane, and I think that Tua, like, he, he hasn't been insane, but he's been insane passing to the tight ends. Even when there was a backup tight end, he got three touchdowns. Tua likes to pass to tight ends. And we saw that if Gusecki and Tua are on the same bond, they're going to be very good together. My just misses is like Mark Andrew and Higby. And yeah. Yeah. I have. So my just misses are TJ Hawkinson just because of how good he is. I am going to say Tyler Higby is in my just miss. Just, he is still a very good tight end. Nonetheless, even if they had Jared Goff, he'd be in my top 10. And then, um, uh, also, like you said, Mike Kosicki. Um, I'm just going to go over some quick flexes for you guys. Henry Ruggs, I think, will take a big jump because Derek Carr's jump. I think Derek Carr will take a big jump. Tyler Boyd, AJ Green's gone, and Jamar Chase is a good complement to that. Chase Edmonds, he's worth a pickup, maybe a flex, if he beats out James Conner for that starting role. Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, like you said, just missed DeAndre Swift. All very good second-year players, I think. Um, Kareem Hunt will come in. He's the top. He's one of the top two. Um, uh, he's. I think they have the best tandem of running backs. Cleveland does between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And then my. Uh, and then all. And then I think some my some flexes you can go rookies like high rookies taken. Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddle, uh, potentially Najee Harris. It depends on which way you want to go. But I'm, I think rookies, if you have a top wide receiver rookie, they always do relatively well. So I have those as my flexes. Um, Arsh, you don't have to go over those. But, and then my defense slash special teams, I'm going to say my my number one is Buccaneers. They kept all 52 of their, I mean, not all 52, all um, 22 of their starters. So I don't think that defense is going to get any worse. They're still very, very good players. To the Colts, because DeForest Buckner is again, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, they, he disrupts whichever offensive lineman he's going against. And now that they have a pretty good secondary and and Darius Leonard to control that, 
to, to control the linebacking core. The Colts are going to be a good defense. And then number three, I'm going to go Ravens. I think this is the same order as last year, but I'm going to say three Ravens, potentially the Broncos as well because of Patrick Sertan. They drafted him. He's a very, very good um, cornerback, and he'll be able to solidify that secondary as well. And then I'm still mad about the Cowboys not trading up. I'm, not, I'm just not going to go into that, though. Um, and then they have a good defensive line. Justin Simmons is still there. So we'll see how that plays out. I think they'll be really good. Potentially the Bills as well. They were a big letdown last year. But those are my top three to five. You can choose how you want to do it. Okay. So my number one is the Browns. The Num Browns? Yeah, because they got they got David Clowney to pair up with Miles Garrett. That's true. Their that's cornerbacks, true. Denzel Ward, are really good. Their linebackers are good. It's I, I'm going to have to go with Browns. Number two, I'm going to have to go Buccaneers. And number three, I have to go Ravens. Yeah. And, and then, then I'll start. Yeah, you can I'll start, start for kickers. kickers. I'm going to go uh, for kickers. That's hard. But I'm probably going to start with um, the Chiefs kicker, Harrison Butker. Number two, I'm going to go Justin Tucker. And number three, I'm going to go Jason Sanders. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I always... I don't put Harrison Butker in my top five just because the Chiefs score so much. It's only extra points, which is one point. You mainly want to go for field goals. So Justin Tucker, I have one. Jason Sanders, two. He was the number one kicker last year and extremely reliable. He only missed one field goal. And number three, Young Way Koo. He has the leg. He has the accuracy. The Falcons, I think, will be able to get downfield more and not be as disappointing as last year with Kyle Pitts, even though they lose Julio Jones. Um, at the joke around Twitter is a versatile weapon, Kyle Pitts. So we'll see how that plays out. But I have Young Way Koo as my number three kicker. Um, if you guys want to tweet at us or if you want to send us your teams once you draft them, your fantasy football teams, um, reach out to us on Instagram at two underscore bros and sports, no caps, and we can review your teams, maybe feature it in an episode. And also in the review section and comments of this video, let us know what, what players you're looking at to take this year and who you think your top position players will be. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button and that subscribe button and make sure to turn post notifications on so you're always notified when we drop a new episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a review. We check those daily and we will make sure to feature your comment in the next episode. Until next time, we're, we're the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. Podcast.